Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast. For each week, we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. It's your host, Sean. We are bellying up to the bar with what I think is a conversation that we all should be having, someone should be having with you. If you're not having it with your kids uh, because you're scared that you don't know what you're talking about, this is probably the show you want to tune into, you want to pay attention to. This is going to be in in your wheelhouse of things that you're going to need to know. We've brought in the, I, I love this, founder and ceo like that just as i don't know if it can but he spelled his name wrong so we'll talk to him his name is spelled scene mine spelled shawan <laughs> just keep that in mind uh we brought with us the the ceo and founder of ticker.com mr sean tepper you didn't know you were getting applause did you I appreciate that, Sean. Good to be here. I, I always keep the applause as undercover before I get to anyone. Uh, so we've got Sean on, and we're we're going to be talking about, you know, how do you invest? About what's on ticker, what it can do for you. Uh, maybe addressing some of the myths that are out there. You know, well, I'm I'm too old to invest. Well, I'm young enough. I don't need to now. I've got time. All these different things uh, we're going to get into. But before we get too far into those kind of things and get to those elements. Uh, let's go ahead and do some house cleaning here. Some ba- some of our basic house cleaning things. First ones first. As always, now I moved the mic for those of you that are watching this live. I've moved the mic, so I might have to swing it to the side for a moment. All right, that's as far as I'm going with it because I don't want to, knowing my luck, my arm will fall off and I'll lose my mic. But sticker in a cause. If you've got something that you're supporting, you've got a cause that you believe in, something that you're trying to get people to say, hey, come look at what I've got, whether it's a charitable organization whether you're another podcaster and you want to get your podcast out there or you've got a website, you know, similar to what Sean's got, you've got your own version of something that, Hey, you feel like you can teach people some things. We're all about teaching and learning here at the above the bar podcast. And we, you know, as we all know, we want to keep this conversation bar top so we can all learn. I learned so much at a bar. I can't begin to tell you. Um, Maybe that's the segment we need is what did you, what's something you learned at a bar? Mm. I, I wonder, we'll have to think about that one. Throw that one on out there, see what other people think. But uh, you send me that out, and look, you can reach me on Facebook, on my personal page, on the show Facebook page, on the Earplug Podcast page, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, uh, our TikTok. All of those are the Above the Bar Podcast. Make sure that you also, as, as you're looking for me on those, you follow us on all those pages. Got to follow Sean. You got to follow Sean too, because his is Sean Matthew Tepper on instagram and then linkedin is just sean tepper am i saying tepper is it tepper it's tepper you nailed it i thought it was tepper yeah so make sure you're reaching out to him on all those locations and following him but give us give us a quick follow here i don't know why my four-year-old just came running through the studio as he went to go hide i'm assuming his mother's not far behind him to go find him Mm. um right there uh i snitch out a kid in a heartbeat i was so (laughs) snitching kid out in a heartbeat i got too many of these things the other the other side to all this is if you're, you know, if you feel like you need to invest in your media, maybe that's where you're having some shortcomings here. Make sure you reach out to media by dibs. You can find dibs on uh, 
LinkedIn as Andrew Dibble. You can find him on Facebook and Instagram as Media by Dibs and Dibs is D-I-B-S. Make sure you're reaching out to him and you mention to him hashtag belly up to the bar and he's going to give you a uh, 10% discount on your first order with him and a free consultation. Just remember, hashtag belly up to the bar. All right. House cleaning is done. For those of you that are watching us right now, please make sure you share this to all your favorite yard sale sites. Make sure you get kicked off of all those. Um, you didn't want anything anybody else has anyway. You wanted to come hang out with us. So make sure you do all those things. Uh, John's out here. What's up, our brother, man? We're doing good. We teach you how to invest. That way you don't have to worry about finding somewhere to stay when you get here to Albany for International Wrestling mm-hmm. Hall of Fame inductions. All right, we're all set up. Sweet. You ready to go, Sean? Let's do this. Up to the bar. He's got bourbon, folks. We like Sean already. Yes, I've got a Woodford Reserve ready to go. So you're a, you're a Woodford guy. I'm a I'm a heaven at heaven till. Do you have a cheap bourbon that you love? I gotta ask this real quick. Like a, a cheap, a cheap. You know what? Like, I really I love. would go a Jim Beam White Label. If white somebody label had Jim that, Beam? I would. I'd like. You know what? You're good I'll with do that. that. Yeah, you're I'll good go with that. If that's all they have, I'd do that. You know. Yeah. So I learned something recently. So I like bourbon and it never paid attention to what my grand, but I always knew what my grandmother drank though. My grandmother drank old granddad. I never realized old granddad was a bourbon. I always thought it was a whiskey. Interesting. Yeah. Never had it. That is some rock gut ass shit. Um, <laughs> me personally, me personally, my cheap go-to bourbon and people think I'm crazy when I tell them this until they've had it. Walking dead bourbon. Never had it. Where's it's? Uh, is it in um, uh, Kentucky? It, it is a Kentucky bourbon. Okay, you can buy it at mo- around here. You can find it at most distillers. It's not expensive. It's like like twenty five dollars for a bottle, and I prom I promise you, Sean, it is one of the smoothest bourbons I've ever had. No kidding. Uh, and then we we were going to talk a little bit of bar because why not? We're at a bar, but. Uh, okay. You know, we're going to do this, but we're going to get into it now. Um, like, I I love the concept of your site. Uh, oh, thank you. The idea, and let's make sure I'm, I've got it right. So it's an educational platform, mm-hmm. and it's ticker.com. For those of you that are, that are watching us live, you can see it scrolling across the bottom there, and it's nice. T-Y-K-R. So ticker is T-Y-K-R.com. So it's an educational platform. But it's also an is it investment strategy or or, or explain it's, to me the difference? Yeah, I'll give you the difference here. So it's a screener, so it analyzes stocks for you, so it determines what's a good investment and what's bad. But it also teaches you how to invest along the way. This is a a miss a lot of these platforms out there have is they'll show you ratings and whatnot, but they don't really give you the why or explain. And we're really big about. I mean, I'm a bourbon drinker here. Like, we're going to keep things in simple terms. We're not going to use like $20 finance terms, acronyms you don't know. Like, we keep all that BS out of the equation. Oh, that's so great. And it's funny you said that the acronyms. I started off right? with uh, E-Trade, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting to me that it's now Morgan Stanley. Right. Yeah, Morgan Stanley bottom. Yeah. Which is interesting to me. So am I really on this independent platform that's helping me or – did I just get sucked into one of these mega corps also? <laughs> no, it happens. Yeah. But um one of the things that I ran into was exactly that, which is I kept having to Google terms when I started investing because I didn't mm-hmm. know what they were talking about. 
So how do you right. how do you break that down for somebody so that they don't feel like they're they're lost when they initially so so let's start maybe that let me roll it back for a second. Sure. I, I find Tecker. What what am I what am I looking for? I'm a new investor. I'm getting into this. What am I going to get out of it? We can we can go into that a little bit. What what might be a fun story and a, and kind of a relatable story? Should I give the background and how yes, we got here? Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Then then we can dive into the platform. The simplest. It is actually pretty easy to use. But my background is 15 years in software engineering. I had a small business from like 2006 to 2010, building websites and and doing consulting for small and mid-sized businesses. That was through the recession. That was a really, really tough time period. Didn't oh, make yeah. any money, but got to work with a lot of businesses, which was training I didn't realize at the time. It, it allowed me to kind of analyze what's a scalable business and what's not. We worked with manufacturing and tech startups and, and everything in between. And we did grow in the the last year a little bit, 2010, we went through a merger. It wasn't one of these things where, hey, you go through a merger and somebody writes you a check for a million dollars and you're riding off to the sunset. Yeah, right? Like, here we go, baby. Um, it was none of that. It was, it's a service business. And this is one thing to keep in mind. Service businesses are, there's not a big multiple on the sale. So we didn't get that check, but we had all debts and liabilities wiped out, which was oh, like, nice. a clean, right? Like a clean slate. Okay. So don't go do that business again. And I, <laughs> I knew it. I knew at that point, what kind of business I wanted to create. I wanted to create a SaaS, which is what ticker is a software as a service, what Zoom is or what you're using here, StreamYard, it's, it's a SaaS tool. Okay. MailChimp is the same thing. Um, any kind of subscription tool. And I'm like, that's what I got to create. But I didn't have an idea. So I just started working for large corporations the last, now it's 12 years or, or close to. Um, I work for GE. I've done some work with Kohler um, in project management, which is really good experience and help big businesses run. But what I did along the way is I knew in 2010 after that that merger, I'm like, I've got to find a way to create some wealth. So I got to start investing, right? Um, my path was a little different. I started with what's called angel investing. There's nothing glamorous about it. It's investing. The term. In, yeah. It, the difference is there's stock investing and angel investing is investing in private businesses. So my theory at the time was let's invest in some tech startups that I know in the local area. I'm based out of Milwaukee and maybe as my idea, somebody else's idea we will invest in, we'll get in early and watch that baby go a thousand X and go to the moon. Um, let's just say it's a lot easier said than done. So. <laughs> you mean, um, you mean it, you didn't just like invest one time in one company right? and, and it was like, the I got next, Google 2.0. Exactly. The next Netflix or next Facebook. So that that did not happen. I made some money, lost some money, but it was like a break even deal after five years. I'm like, this is not going to work. I could be at this in the next 20 years and swinging for the fence. And and I knew like, okay, if I want to use investing and build wealth, I got to do it the right way. And I turned my attention to, you know, a lot of you are probably familiar with like Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger. Their mentor is Ben Graham. Um, and then another guy by the name of Phil Town, he's not as popular, but he was a big help with Ticker. So I, I started like YouTube rabbit hole, reading every book I could and analyzing what are they doing to generate really good returns? Because Warren Buffett has said is he, if he had a few million dollars, he could make between 15 and 50% per year, which beats the market by a long shot. Oh, so yeah. the question is, well, I'll take a step back here. Like this guy is not a gambling man. He's not using emotions, right? He's not using feelings. 
which means he's, he's using some sort of logic to make decisions. And I knew like, okay, that logic has to be math. He's starting with math. And that's when I really went hardcore into like, this was around 2015. I started uh, taking my Excel in the world of software engineering, especially project management. Your best friend is pretty much an Excel sheet. So I'm <laughs> putting everything together in Excel. And I start taking these equations and start playing with things. And I found a, a lot of things that don't work, you could say. But thanks to Phil Town, he actually broke things down. He's got two books. I'll list them right now. You should definitely write these down. So one is called Rule One. The other one is called Payback Time. He did write a third book with his daughter, which I, I'm sure is great too. But those two books, Rule One and Payback Time, um, provided a lot of math equations that I use. Like 70% of the math that is in Ticker is actually from him. So I, oh, wow. give, I give credit to him. Give credit where credit is due. That's right. He's a good man. I actually reached out to him via Twitter and said, hey, check this out when it's live. And he was like, thumbs up, man. Keep keep at it. So I was Really? Like, yeah. He's he's stoked. I, quick segue. I love to get Phil on the podcast at some point. He's a, he's a down-to-earth guy. He's I got to talk about the guy for a second because the world we live in is filled with a lot of prideful, braggadocious guys with Lamborghinis in their background and private jets. And then you run into Phil Town. This guy drives a Dodge Ram. He's a regular dude. He's probably a bourbon guy and he loves hanging out with his dogs. Like he's my type of guy. Like (laughs) I will never own or, or desire to own a Lamborghini a depreciating piece of junk like that. Come on. <laughs> so you sound right. like, you sound like me. Like I love my truck. I have a, tr- I, have right? a Nissan, I have a Nissan Titan yep. pro four X. And, uh, what I love to drive one of those cars. Sure. Maybe once. Sure. You know, to be able to say that, you know, I was behind the wheel of one. Sure. But past there, I can't yeah. imagine. I have no need. It, that's it. It's not practical. I, I drive a, a Toyota 4Runner. I'm, I'm a big outdoorsman, so I like kayaking and mountain biking and fishing nice. and stuff like that. I'm in Wisconsin, so this is where I'm at. Absolutely. So. absolutely. I have friends right. from uh, Madison and Grafton. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Look, you talk about sidebar stories. Um, young, dumb Marine. My One of my closest friends still to this day was getting married to his high school sweetheart. There was a bar across the street from the church and with in i think we were in grafton wisconsin yes yes there was a bar directly we're doing uh shots of apple pucker before the wedding started <laughs> the the wedding had a first time i had ever had a mimosa i'm telling you i was like 23 24 sure sure yeah have my first mimosa as we're going down the road in this bus I just remember waking up in the hotel room the next day. People, y'all in Wisconsin drink like nobody I've ever met. That's like, a that's jam. A special, that that is a special kind of drinker <laughs> in Wisconsin. Like you guys, <laughs> yes, yeah. Like like I was blacked out. I had so mm-hmm. much, and everybody else was like. And the next day they were ready to go again. I was like, like I'm holding what I like. I'm a pirate, and they're like. <laughs> let's drink some more i'm like okay. put on your seatbelt, son you're about to go for another ride yeah this is right <laughs> y'all out in wisconsin do it do it on a different different level yes so i will give you all the credit but now now you're hiding something a little bit of a musician also so i mean you got yeah lot, you got i got a very I, eccentric I, background there i i'm all over the place like i'm uh, like 
I've got a PRS and I've got a, a Gibson here and I won't go into too much detail, but I listen to wide variety of music. Awesome. I love country. I love rock. Um, I grew up on my, my, my parents got me into seventies rock, like, you know, nice. the, the classics, Peter Frampton. I've seen multiple times live. Really? Great. Frampton, Fram, how many copies of Frampton live do you have? Oh my gosh. You know, Pink Floyd it's, you know, and then I love the eighties hair metal, you know, we've God got damn. rat and Def Leppard and the whole deal, but, but my main music genre is actually hard rock and metal. So I, um, that's, there's a lot of music I listen to, but I've always been a metalhead. It doesn't look like it, but that's, that's my go-to. I I get it. So, and I know that was a little bit of a sidebar for everybody. Yeah. We'll get back to, let's get back to to ticker for a second here, but (laughs) as the ticker runs along the bottom uh, of this show, and you can see where it says ticker T Y K R.com, make sure you get over there and check it out and see what it's about. Um, so what was I, I'm always curious of these conversations. So you went out. This is and if I was understanding right when we were talking, this is what you do now. This is your business. That this is I, I will say that we've been um I've been bootstrapping this. So I you know, when I started this and launched it, still working full time for a large corporation. And, and, and I still do at this moment, I've got two partners in this business. We all have full-time jobs. We have about 4,000 customers globally because we're a global screener. Um, We have, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell the end of the quick story here in a moment, but just to give a quick segue, what we're, where we're at today is we got customers in the U S and Canada, but we got a lot of customers all over Europe. Um, some in Africa, but the fastest growing part of the world is actually the South Asia. So we're looking at India, Indonesia, Malaysia, um, Singapore. There's a lot of people who they're realizing they don't want to follow their parents' footsteps and be working their entire lives. So how do you how do you get ahead of that? Well, number one, get a steady job. All right. And two, start investing, take control in your investing. So it's really exciting to hear that from that part of the world. I think a lot of people in the U.S. are starting to get it now, which is great, um, especially the younger generations. But there's people all over the world. This is the consensus. They don't want to work till 65. Right. Absolutely not. They want to invest. But going back to the quick. Let's go back. I was curious of that. This, this is, is such a fascinating story you've got, Sean. I have to tell you, I Thank really you. you're looking through, and I always love anybody who starts a business. So, so let's roll back for a second. As you mm-hmm. got your Woodford, I broke. I had yeah, get get, get my Woodford. Oh, good man, good man. Um, so with with the help of Phil Town and of course Charlie Munger, Warren Buffett, um, Ben Graham, I was able to put this algorithm together in Excel. And it what it does is it looks at like 50 data points and it's nothing fast, like over the top glamorous here, but it looks at about 50 data points from the income statements, cash flow statement and balance sheet of stocks, which is all the public data you can see. And it's looking at, you guys are gonna recognize a lot of this stuff like your revenue or sales, looking at that year over year, is it increasing year over year? That's what you wanna see. Same thing with your net income, which is your your profit, um, your EPS, it's looking at free cash flow, it's looking at debt, like you want lower debt, of course. And it's called the fundam- fundamental investing. You're you're really looking at the fundamentals. There's people who like looking at charts and graphs and whatnot. It's none of that. This is a lot more simple. And it's the tried and true process that Warren Buffett and these guys teach. And I put this together and started making returns between 2016 and 2019. My returns were on average between 15 and 50%. So it's beating the market 
every year. And, and I knew like, okay, maybe I've got my business idea here because I always wanted to create a SaaS. And just to make sure this was 2019, I started talking to a lot of retail investors or like the regular John Doe's like you and I that do this on their own. And then of course, some institutional investors and everybody across the board is like, hey, when are you gonna turn this into a software? And that was the green light. I'm like, let's do this. Took about a year to build the first version. We went we went live in 2020, the summer of 2020. And yeah, so we're at it about a little over 18 months now with 4,000 customers. And it's, it's I'll, I'll say one more thing and then I'll let, let you ask questions. It's, it's really exciting to see a lot of people are entering the market from all over the world. People are realizing they can get a broker in here in the States and across the globe. There's a lot of free brokers like Robinhood and E-Trade is now free. I use TD Ameritrade, which is now free to buy and sell stocks. The barrier to entry has never been easier. You can, right? Yeah. You can sign up for one of these platforms in a matter of minutes and you can start, you can connect your bank account and start buying stocks. Now, ticker, just so you guys know, it's not where you buy and sell. It's not a broker. It is classified as a screener. So it looks at stocks, determine what's good or bad with that algorithm, but it also teaches you along the way. So that's a difference. So if anybody wants to buy a stock, you still need a broker. Again, most of them are free, especially if you're in the States, you know, elsewhere, there's other brokers that might have a small fee, but it's nothing too dramatic. Uh, now, John's got a great question here, and, and I'll tell you, John is probably the, the best researcher. I know this is the guy like, hey, John, I'm looking to buy a lawn chair. He's the guy that will pull up like spreadsheets sure. and everything. So this is a guy who would love your software and what you've got there because it's got the information. He can pull information. He can look at this data, and right. it's right there in front of him. But that's a great question. Can you use this for yep. mutual funds? So right now, um, ticker only analyzes stocks. We will be analyzing ETFs soon. And just a quick, so people ETFs, know. what's that mean? Yep, I'll, uh, that's where I was going. I'll quickly explain the difference. So you have index funds, you have mutual funds, and you have ETFs. They're very close to the same thing. Mutual funds will have a higher cost just to own them. You may know that, John. Um, but there's a lot of active movement in and out, meaning the mutual fund company is moving stocks in, moving them out, rebalancing. There's a lot more activity. So that's why there's a higher expense. Index funds and ETFs are very similar. They're a, like mutual funds. They're a bundle of stocks. It could be 100 stocks. It could be 500 or whatever. Um, the difference is ETFs, ex exchange traded funds, you can buy them midday and get the price you buy midday. Whereas index funds, if you buy them at, let's say, 1 p.m., you're going to get the price at the end of the day. Like oh. let's, let's say you buy it at, you know, we'll use nice round numbers like $10 and 50 cents, but at, at 4 PM or whatever, it changes to 1150. That's the price you get it at. So uh. ETFs are midday. Um, but what we'll do is the reason we'll get ETFs and not mutual funds is because mutual funds are, they're owned by the mutual fund company, whereas ETFs, they're more public. So we'll get like, let's say it's a hundred stocks. They'll all funnel in as the ETF and our algorithm will analyze each and every stock within and then average out the, the weight. Um, what I recommend if you were to use ticker with your mutual fund, look at the top 10 holdings in your mutual fund, because those are usually the majority of the weight. After that, they're very small percentages, but you can look at the top 10 holdings and get an idea of what that mutual fund, the strength of that is. 
That's so you can actually just go into the mutual fund, see what their best, right. their top ten, where they have most of their money invested at, and then take a look through ticker, and ticker yeah. will tell you, hey, these are strong, these are, these are these aren't so strong as comparably. So, yeah. so I guess one of my my questions, and I don't know if this makes sense or this is the right spot for it, but mm-hmm. what's a hedge fund then? Okay, so you've got. Um, wealth management companies, and you've got financial advisors, and you've got hedge funds. So a financial advisor is going to probably get you into products that could be, you know, it could be a, a mutual fund, it could be an index funds, but then they'll also sell you life insurance and annuities. And a lot of, they, they pretty much cover the wide spectrum of financial products. And they really are specific to being a um, you could call it a fiduciary. So their main responsibility is to really look out for the best interests interests of you. They're not looking to get you the biggest returns, but they're really looking to pre- pre- uh, protect the downside. A wealth manager is going to be a little more focused on, you know, building your wealth, but they're still most likely going to go into mutual funds, index funds, and ETFs, bundled products. They're usually not going into individual stocks. A hedge fund, now here's the difference. A hedge fund, you have to be an accredited investor to invest in a hedge fund, which means if you're single, your income has to be 200K or higher in the US or more, or you need to have a net worth of 1 million or more, excluding your home. Now, hedge funds, they don't abide by the same rules. They don't have to as a wealth manager or financial advisor. They can invest in real estate, They can invest in private businesses. They can really invest in anything. But when you invest in them, you're signing a contract that you probably won't see the money you're giving them. Let's say it's a minimum investment of 50K or 100K. Probably not going to see it for the next three, five, seven years. You got to have that expectation. You're separating yourself from that money. Whereas a financial advisor, you probably invest with them. And two weeks later, be like, you know what? I don't want to work with you anymore. I'll take my money back. Um, hedge so, funds, that's the rule. Yeah. So so the average person, the the, the majority of us, we're going to be with a, a financial advisor or, yeah. or wealth manager. Like I have a wealth management person, Mike Latuna. Sure. Uh, and, and Mike does very well for, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I have. But I do like you do. I So I'm a, a, a buddy of mine. Uh, James advised me. $150. I put $150 a month into uh E-Trade. Sure. Yeah. That's what I that's what I buy with. Yeah. Uh, now John had another question. He goes, Good question. Uh, yep. Do you have a list of top 50 performing stocks? Like if I went on the ticket. We we do. So we we have 30,000 stocks on the platform today. And and when you land on the stocks page, you can filter and sort by whatever dynamic you want. So we I'll give it I'll keep it really simple here. So we have a scoring system right now. Our point system is zero to 20, 20 being the highest, highest score. We're moving to a 100 point system very soon here with our new platform, just because we found that around the globe, 20 is a little obscure, but 100 points, everybody across the board is like, oh, it just it feels like. Yeah, right. It's only the Dungeons um, and Dragons guys that understand the twenty-sided die. Like, oh, natural twenty. There we go. Critical, critical. <laughs> it, it made a crit. You critted it. It was a natural. I 20. think of uh, Stranger Things as soon as you say Dungeons. Th- and Dragons. There you go. Yes. Which is getting ready to come back. Yes, season four. Cannot wait. Um, but but John, a good question here is. You can you can sort by score. We also have um, we use the margin of safety as well, which Ben Graham has been a teacher of that, and of course that was passed to 
Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, Phil Town. You can sort by margin of safety, which is essentially the share price discount off the sticker price or fair value or intrinsic value. So in other words, we'll use some simple math here. Let's say a stock is at $100 share price, but its intrinsic value or fair value is 200. That's a 50% discount. And these guys have taught us, it was Warren Buffett uses the quote, you wanna be buying $10 bills, five bucks. And I like using an analogy. I like going into the grocery store. I'm a food guy. I'm a foodie. I like going, grabbing a gallon of milk that's worth five bucks, but it's got a little discount there that says I can get it for two fifty right now. I'm like, there we go. You know, you buy things that are 50% off and we do that with stocks as well. So you can filter by that. You can filter by anything country, um, oh, wow. whatever exchange you want. Um, We'll be adding a bunch of cool filters in there, like um, highs and lows of the week, um, all kinds of variables. And then you can export. We'll be adding a feature where you can export data to um, CSV or Excel. So, yeah. Chance said, buy them on sale. Buy them on sale. That's right. That's right. Uh, and now Nate brought up a great, great question. And this is kind of a broader mm -hmm. investment question, but I, I think it, you know, I always remember this saying, and who was it? It was actually, uh, God, I can't think of his name said buy land god isn't making anymore um <laughs> god it, yes do you remember they used to come when you when you went to the movie theater they would come around and collect did, did they do that at your movie theaters where you grew up in wisconsin before the movie would start they would collect change for like um mm. oh in baltimore they used to do that all the time where i grew up they would they'd be like they would run this ad and then they would okay. come through and almost like passing the collection plate they would Pass oh yeah sure say, okay you know hey look sure. you know we're collecting for this but it was uh by land god isn't making anymore but this is a great great statement you know that's a good question what makes more sense investing in stocks or and i'm going to tell you my opinion after you give your answer yeah um buying land so I want to include one more category in that, and that's real estate. So we've got real estate, land, and stocks. So I will say this, and this is why did you separate real estate and land? Uh, I'll I'll get into that in a okay. second. Yeah. So Phil Town did mention that again. One of one of the mentors I really respect. He sold off his real estate long ago because the returns you get in the stock market are significantly greater. Yes, real estate is great for producing residual cash flow because from renters, um, but you make much bigger returns, especially when you start getting like a financial advisor, wealth manager gets you about six to 8%, maybe 10%. But when you start getting into some serious consistent percentages, like 15, 20, 25, and you start looking at that on like a calculator and we have one on our site. You can go to our download section. You can get it for free. That after 10 years or 20 years, what is 15%? What does 25% look like with just a $10,000 investment? It's ridiculous. It's millions of dollars. I'll put it that way. Um, you know, just based on those percentages. Now with real estate and land, I like real estate. And I've got a podcast called Payback Time. I, I like bringing people on who are a wide variety of investors. There's a lot of people that have been on that are into real estate. It's a lot of maintenance. There's a lot of fixing toilets and repairing electricity and whatnot. You can hire a project, uh, property management company, which cuts into your profit margins. The category that's rare is land. Now with land, I did interview a guy that talked about that. The way you make money is you got to find the right area and it's got, it's really hard to find something at the right time. Like let's say you're in a, like I'm in the suburbs of Milwaukee and they're starting to grow 
you know, and they're adding um, gas stations to corners. You want to think about corner property, something that's going to sell fast and fast. We're talking between in one and three years. Um, then you can buy it low and sell high and make a nice premium. In most cases, though, people are going to buy land and they could be sitting for decades. That's a problem for me because that's massive opportunity cost, meaning you could be invested in businesses in the stock market and making some serious returns year over year. So that's the expectation you got to set. If you, if you buy land, it depends where it's at. You could be sitting on it a long time. The payout could be nice, but I like a sure thing. So I really, I focus on stocks. I don't get into land. It's a, and my thoughts are like, I, I love exactly what you're saying. Buy it, own it, sell it off to somebody else quickly mm -hmm. because you have the vision for it. I don't want to hold on to it. No. And the other side with, with land or real estate is you always got to keep paying Uncle Sam. Yes. You never really own it. Yes. He, he's always got his hands out. He's always going to want his cut of it. Amen. So so remember that when, when you're getting these things. Uh, Nate, I'm going to get to your next question. I just want to pop this up from uh, John. John says, great show, guys. We'll definitely check out your website. And remember, the website is ticker.com, T-Y-K-R.com. Real estate is great. Rent, write-offs, uh, appreciation. Yeah. Uh, John and I were on the railroad together. He is probably one of the smartest guys I know on the railroad. That's railroad awesome. pension, it's also considered investment income for mm -hmm. us. Stay diverse. Use those rents to invest in stocks. That's actually a great point. Use that residual income yes. to then buy stock yes. and keep it. That's actually, you know, if as he says that, and I'm thinking about it from a diversifying mm -hmm. standpoint, buy the properties, have the rentals, do those things, but don't sit there and just, because what, what is a savings account now? 0.5%? Yeah, 0 0.05. Is it 0 0.05? Like, <laughs> I, I don't even know. It's got a zero in there. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's nothing when it yes. comes to, to your savings account. So make sure that you're, you're putting that money. I remember when CDs were the thing, like, Hey, get that money in a CD, you know, yeah. you know, it's worth it now, unless I, I don't know anybody who owns CDs. I had some back in the day, mm -hmm. but I don't know anybody who does that anymore. Yeah. No. Um, I got a comment on your, uh, your point there, John, is there are people I've talked to that aren't into real estate investing. Let's say they have two properties or four, they'll take half of the properties and they'll use the, the income from those and they won't pay themselves. They'll go directly into stocks. So it's oh. fuel. It's fuel for their investment account. It's just, just over and over. And I really like that strategy. So they've got enough income they can pay themselves, but also to funnel their investment strategy. That, yeah. that, that's smart. And, you know, my, well, my father used to, we owned a lot of real estate. My my dad always kept my name on it, kind of like, hey, pay him, paying it forward to his kids. Mm -hmm. But uh, his thing was always, Buy a house, mm -hmm. pay for it outright. Yep. Pull all the equity out of it. Buy the next one. Yep. Pull all the equity out of it. Buy the next one. So you never actually owe one but one piece of property because right. the equity from the other ones you keep pulling it out to buy the next one. And then that one's paid off. And then you keep constantly paying off each property. That was my mm -hmm. dad's thing. Now, John, now Nate's got a great question, yeah. and I've looked into this before, and people are always like, buy gold, buy silver. It's not as easy from an investment standpoint to just go out and say, well, I'm going to go on a stock exchange and I'm going to buy gold because there'll be right. a thing that just says G-O-L-D or because it's three letters, mm -hmm. G-L-D, 
or SLV. It's not that easy. What are your thoughts on when people say, well, I'm going to buy precious metals and I'll say precious metals more than I just thank you or silver Buy precious metals over individual products or services that a company may be providing. I, I love this question. So I don't get into precious metals. The reason is precious metals don't produce a ongoing product or service. They don't have an income statement. They don't have a cash flow statement and they don't have a balance sheet. I really like businesses. And this is why ticker works is because we're analyzing that fundamental data. We can't look at gold and be like, hey, this piece of metal is worth this because there's none of that within. Um, so with that, it's kind of like we will be adding just full transparency here. We will be adding crypto to ticker in the near oh, future. Really? Um, but the catch is we set expectations with everybody. You can't analyze where crypto is going either because like gold or silver, there's no income statement, cash flow statement or balance sheet. So when you get in, you don't know where it's going with a business based on ticker, you know, you have a really high probability. If it's on sale, it's green. It, it is definitely going up over time. If it's red or overpriced, it's definitely going down because here's how it works. Every quarter, there's quarterly statements. There's earnings reports. Every business has a report. It's by law around the world. You have to. You can't just skip one. And every time it comes out, there's the, the main variable that they're looking for is EPS. There's expectations. EPS is earnings per share. So that's your net income divided by the outstanding shares. And that net and that income is extremely important. And what they're looking for is let's say we'll just use some simple round numbers here. Let's say the next earnings report is it's it's April here as of the recording of the podcast. Let's say it's May 15th. We have a stock that is expected to be $1 EPS. And when that earnings report comes out, everybody's waiting. And as soon as it comes out, if it's like a buck oh five or buck ten or buck fifteen, that is a green light where large institutions, these are the ones that move the market the most. Large institutions like, oh, financials are checking out. This is a safe business. They're financially strong. Guess what? We're buying more. And what happens next? The share price goes up. The opposite happens when EPS comes out. It's like, okay, we expect it to be one dollar, and all of a sudden it comes in at 90 cents. Guess what happens next? In most cases, yep, it goes down. Oh, my whistle sucked right there. <laughs> it's I was trying to know. I was trying to give it. I was trying to give it one, and I was like, oh, "That sucked." <laughs> right now, this it doesn't happen all the time. I know we've had a volatile three to six months recently. So some stocks they've been coming out with great financials, and guess what? They dive, and we can talk about that. That's the number one strategy of building wealth: is buying great businesses as they fall. That's where you make your biggest returns. But anyway, with gold and silver. And even crypto, you you just don't know. We we will be teaching people. This is full full transparency. We're creating a new onboarding sequence that teaches you about what to invest in, what not to invest in. If you do invest in this, just be careful with crypto. Try to go five percent or less of your net worth in that asset class, just because it's risky. You should you can be in it, right? But you can't calculate where it's going. I mean, gosh, look at Bitcoin and, and I can still remember yeah. watching. It was either uh, like I like CBS Saturday morning and CBS Sunday morning. Sure. I always watch that. I enjoy those. And I remember them talking about Bitcoin and they were at like back when everybody went to Starbucks for like the Internet. Yes. Remember they were like Internet cafes were a thing. Um, yes. 
and they were at one with some big hacker guy and he's like no you can't hack this thing you're never going to be able to hack it because of the the blockchain and he went over it and they were eight dollars a share a year Mm. ago it was 60 some thousand dollars for one coin right which sounds amazing and even saying right now it's forty six thousand dollars a coin Mm -hmm. but that is a huge swing it is for, for a correct that, that like I have a I, I kid you not I put two hundred dollars into uh coin I have about two forty five out of it right now sure. I'm perfectly fine with that and my we put like when people give us money from our youngest son the one that was running around here mm-hmm. we'll put his money into that because sure. the thought is it's worth it for him as mm-hmm. those things go up eventually time will will tell and it's it's mm-hmm. not going to hurt his money uh it's just it's very interesting hearing all these investment strategies this is the other side what would you say to a parent who's out there going like me i i, mm-hmm. I make this very clear to everyone i don't pay for my kids college 0.0 i like it uh, my my yep. thoughts are i'm not by the time you get to college i'm close to retiring I'm not blowing my wad no, to, no. to to end up living having to work longer in my life for for you, John. I'm John. Just start mining, John. I got a buddy who has like two of those machines. <laughs> He's got two of those machines yes. and makes like thirty dollars a day yes. off of it. But that's a whole thing in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I won't pay for it. No. What are some of the things that? And some people might say, "Oh, that's horrible. They're your children." Look. I'm sorry, folks. Nope. You worked your life off so you can retire. Do you want to take on a hundred thousand dollar debt that you're never going to see a return on, no. so your kid can sit in the basement of your house? I, I'm sorry, it's not happening. What are you? What do you yeah. tell parents that? Because what's the plan? It's a five oh something. Five, what is it? A five oh nine or five oh nine? That's it. Yeah. Five oh nine. Like you can get a five oh nine and put money in that. Nope. What do you tell parents? That are like, hey, I, I want to start putting some money away for my mm-hmm. kids, but I want it to grow organically. Yes. Uh, okay. So before I really get into that, I will say your kids may not need to go to college because blue collar jobs are actually paying a lot more than white collar jobs now. Like this is my my niece said five twenty nine. Five twenty nine. My niece said yes, five twenty nine. There, there it is. Thank you, Ellie. Um. Oh. Yeah. So, right. Like they may not need to. I, I actually tell people these days, don't even kids graduating today. I tell them like, okay, what do you want to go to school for? And if you're not going to school for engineering or finance or doctor or, or doctor, right. Like in even that I'm a still, you got a long, long opportunity cost situation where you're not going to be until your forties until you're making a profit in some cases, um, in, in your net profit of your own net worth. Amen. It's like, get, I know people who are tech school two years coming out, making 60, 80, hundred K a year. I just watched a CNBC video of a kid that was making 200 grand a year doing tech for like, I think windmill company making 200k and he's like i could go to school come out of school make 200k or i could skip college completely make 200k now i was really impressed i think you guys could google it on cnbc but i've got a buddy of mine get this he's he's my uh, friend's younger brother he's 18 years old worked through high school saved up enough money to put a down payment on the house 
bought a house. He's making a thousand bucks a month on that. And then he researched what tech stacks or what tech platforms are in high demand today. He found out Salesforce is really hot, started researching Salesforce on his own, applied to a Salesforce. Oh, oh no, Sean froze. Sean, you froze on me. I don't know. Am I the only one that's moving? No. There. Somebody, somebody tell me if they're getting this. I think Sean's frozen. Sean, you froze there for a second. I Am heard, I back? I heard. Yep, I heard. Yeah. Research Salesforce, and then I, and then you. Yeah. So with with this buddy of mine, he he researched Salesforce, and he got a Salesforce develop, development job. He's 18 years old, making 60k a year. He also has. Um, and a rental property, it's like, he's like, I, Sean, I'm not, I'm not going to college and other people are telling me to go. And I told him, don't No, don't look, I have a degree in human resource management, roll it up real tight and poke yourself <laughs> in the eye with it. Yes. It's great for me because my mother never went to college. My father never went to college. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's nice to say I have it. Yeah. The Marine Corps paid for it. John just made a comment. He says, sign them for the Marine, for the Marines, free education. My my two, two of my my four sons. One went in the Coast Guard. Unfortunately, the way the the GI bills work, it's the stupidest thing. Because my youngest son was born after I got out, I can't give him any of my GI bill money, which is so stupid. Mm. But mm. my other two of my sons have eighteen months paid for. They'll have that from me because I'm not. I don't need it because I've already got my education. Sure. I've already taken care of it. But I'm a firm believer, just like you said, engineers. I want my engineer to go to college. Yeah. I want my I want my lawyer State to go to college. school. Try go you want if you go to college, go to the lowest expense as possible. Don't go Ivy League or liberal arts. Go They're all the same. They're all the same. Go because I know people coming out, no matter if you're Ivy League or or top tier 25 school or you're a state school, you're still getting paid roughly the same. Yeah. Go to state school. You know, try to get as many grants as you can. You can, you can really, if you're yeah. smart and you're strategic, you can keep your college expense pretty, pretty low. But I, I always tell my kids, I want them to be plumbers. You can always call a plumber to do electrical work. You cannot call an electrician to uh, do plumbing. Sure. And that's yeah. the truth. Your plumber has to know electrical stuff yep. because of the pumps and everything. But we can get into that. That's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Uh, so to answer, to get be direct with your yeah. your answer is the 529. I'm sure is 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 a fine product. What I'm hearing, and this is what I support, is get into strong businesses and buy. Keep buying more. Every allowance, every birthday, everything. Keep buying more strong on sale businesses that are definitely going to be around the next ten to twenty years. I've got a list of a bunch of them that are definitely going to be around. And to give you a quick testimonial here is one of my friends she's about 50 years old her father th this was well before ticker and he knew enough about warren buffett but he knew enough that say buy businesses that are strong businesses popular brands are going to be around for a long long time and he told his daughter buy apple keep buying apple it's going to be around for a while she Amen. started doing this i think around through the 2000s well now 2022 at 50 years old her apple stock on its own is just about a million dollars yeah Couldn't just even imagine just that holding on its own but she just had the discipline to keep buying it every paycheck she's buying apple every paycheck buying apple fortunately apple in ticker is on sale it's it's well rated it's a strong that's a strong business
That that's actually what I so I only have two stocks. I I make no bones about it. I have mm -hmm. Apple because my buddy Jimmy, who's was the one that was like Sean, buy it. I'm like it's going down. He's like buy it. It's gonna come back. Yeah. I bought it at 130. It's 170 something as of yeah. today. Nice. Uh, I wish I'd have bought it at 109 when it was at that point. Because um, it had even more money, mm -hmm. but I bought that, and because of the area I live in, I live in Albany, New York. I buy Plug Power. Mm, sure, yeah. And and Plug Power is a weird one that we could. I think Plug Power is a show in and of itself, only because it has a. It, it still, I think, I'm, holds. I'm hitting the ticker right now to see where it's at. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> plug Plug Power has the record for the largest rise and fall of any stock in us history in one day it went up to like a it went from like 20 some dollars to 109 dollars and by the end of the day it dropped sure. back down it was like this crazy this crazy crazy move but i i see i i believe in this you know buy a little at a time folks and that's one of the things i want to i want mm -hmm. i would love to hear your thoughts on this sure uh, and Nathan, I, I'm going to think I'm going to be able to answer Nathan. I think natural gas buying okay. natural gas stock would fall under that same bit of buying gold or buying any of those things, just because of the simple fact that when you buy those things, there's not a service associated with it. So it goes with the ebb and flow of seasons, you know, markets, all those type of things. W would you agree? Would that be about right? Uh, actually, I, I would say that's a little no. different than precious metals. The reason is the stock, actually, if it's um, I'm thinking of a utility company that that produces, you know, they have an income statement, cash flow statement and balance sheet. Then then, you know, if you were to give one here, Nathan, I could actually look it up. Um, see, see how it looks. But that's an actual, yeah, it's actual business you're dealing with okay. here. Yeah. So you 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 might be OK. Now, I will say this. There's people that are thinking about like, you know, not coal, um, that's going way back, but let's say gas and oil versus EV. And I always like to bring up the facts. Um, one thing that Warren Buffett and even Phil Town is big on is you got to look at the four M's. I'll just go through those. So you got the margin of safety, which is the math part of investing, which Ticker does for us. Um, there's also the meaning, the moat, and the management. The meaning is the business models are going to be around in 10 years. The moat is the competitive advantage. Is, uh, is there low competition? You want a business with low competition. And then the, the last one is really easy. That's the management. Um, and we could go into those if you like. But but with um, with a natural gas stock, yes, you kind of want to think about, okay, is this going to be around in the next 10 years? Probably. You know, I look at EV, you know, electronic vehicles are going to be, that's, that's going to be a lot more popular, right? So where do you want to put your money? That's, that's the question. So it might, might a, be an option. There was a couple of those EV Chinese EV companies that were pretty impressive there for a little yeah. bit, but I think they, they all kind of fell off all at once. And, uh, Derek, mm -hmm. Derek and I served together in the Marine Corps. We floated together. Uh, Derek, one day I might have to ask you if I remember a tattoo right. I got a feeling I remember a tattoo you have right. But uh, he says, love love the show. Uh, wanted Derek. you to know that definitely going to check out ticker, T-Y-K-R.com. He's 46. We served together, like I said. Looking to retire in the next five years. If a person had a 401k to invest, how would they use the 401k to build passive income what's your thoughts on that to build passive income um is it 401k or 400k i saw well, okay. there well he said 400k i i said 401 
Is there? Mm-hmm. I don't know what a 400k is. What the hell is a 400k? No, well, I, I'm thinking, Derek, if you could, uh, I think you said you've got, you know, 400k to invest. Oh, oh, had 400k to invest, not a four. See, that's that number. I'm thinking 401k, and he just typed it wrong. But if they had 400,000 to invest, I, I'm, I'm thinking he he said 400. It's a baller life. Yeah, it's a baller so, life. Oh no, he said. Would, hey, look, let me. Let, here you go. Bing. Yeah, yeah, that's baller. what I thought he said. Yeah. So, and this is this is a common question we got. There's a lot of people who they either been investing in index funds, ETFs, or mutual funds, which is a nice, slow, steady race. But as Phil Town teaches us, is you're really held back because there's a lot of stocks in that same fund that are garbage holding you back. Full transparency here. When I first started creating ticker, fifth year, um, 2016 and 17, I made over 15%. It was about 15, 16%, but I was still holding ETFs. And I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, these are holding me back. And I sold my ETFs and I said, I'm only doing the Phil Town philosophy. Like Warren Buffett has talked about owning about 10 stocks. I think Ben Graham has talked about like 15, 20, maybe 25 stocks at most, but only invest in the best of the best. The best analogy I have for this is, the 1992 Olympics, the Olympic Committee allowed the Olympics to recruit NBA players. And they had thousands of players around the US, around the world to recruit, but they went for what? The top 10 best in the US. And guess what happened at that they Olympics? Everyone. They won every game by an average of 40 points. It wasn't even fair. And I look at investing in the stock market. You want to put yourself in the same positions. You got a 400K. I would say start small because your objective first, I will say this, it's not to make money. It's to increase your confidence. Start small, a hundred to a thousand dollars, somewhere in there, and then start putting in a little more every month and keep buying safe businesses, good businesses. And when the market's down like it is right now, and it will always go down again. That's when you should be happiest. That's when you should be most excited because you buy those on-sale businesses. This is a stock. This is called stockpiling. This is something uh, Phil Town teaches in his book Payback Time. And it was the mind-blowing thing. I'm like, this is this is unbelievable. When everybody's scared to death, you see those stocks. They have great financials. They're still selling great products. Still selling great services. The market is going down. When the market goes down, it pulls everything down. And guess what you do? Like, oh yeah, I'm going in, baby. And you keep buying more and that's when you make money. So that 400K, I tell you what, you're you're going to make, you're going to turn that into a big number in the next five, 10 years, a big number. Any, uh, any one that you would say right now, like, this is this is the undercover brother stock. Like nobody's paying attention. <laughs> like nobody's paying attention. Nobody's yes, really watching. I've got those. And, and just so you know, my niece, she's she's all about this. She just passed her series six and ah, series, congrats, series seven. Allie. Doing her series yeah. seven. I think that's what she yeah. told me the other day. Doing her series yeah. seven. She's pretty pretty awesome. Um, yep. and she's a mom, and she puts up with a husband who was a TSA agent. You know. <laughs> that's a no, stressful uh, job yeah it's a stressful job yeah. but um so so what would you you know it, do you have one that you would say look this is my i do right now and this is going to be right up your alley because you sounds like you and some of your buddies are have a military background so um i will f- say this of course you know this is not financial advice of right course, do your homework when you go to ticker but 
I'll give you transparency. Ticker is different in this, that if you join Ticker, you get to see my portfolio, all my stocks I hold. I hold 10. Your personal. Yeah, my personal portfolio and what percentage I hold. I do hold Microsoft. I hold Apple. I hold AMD. um, I hold Fortinet, which is cybersecurity. But one stock you guys should be paying close attention to is Palantir. So Palantir is a big data analytics company. A lot of their business is with, they've been working, they've been um, around since 2003. They do a lot of work with the U.S. government. They do a lot of work with the U.S. Army, also with the allies. Um, Alex Karp has vocally, and this is where a lot of people are contrarian to the businesses, he vocally said that we will not do business with people who are not our allies, the U.S. PLTR, Palantir Technology. PLTR, correct. And they're Um, cheap. They are super cheap. It's What are they at today? $12.90 at closing. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's people talking about, and I fully believe this because data analytics, this is my background tech data analytics is analyzing businesses and how to use the data to optimize your operations, how to use that data to sell more efficiently, to market more efficiently. Data is super critical and they'll get these government contracts. And the beautiful thing about government contracts, I could go off on a tangent here, but I'll keep it short. Government contracts, you don't just sign up for six months or a year and then try. It's We're talking seven to 10 years of reoccurring revenue. You sign a contract with the U.S. Army or the U.S. Marines, you're in it. You're in it for oh, a yeah. long time. So they you know. do business with the, with the government, but they also are growing the the public sector, which, you know, other large businesses like... Um, uh, I think they're working with Shell to help them optimize their business. And it's it's incredible. There's, I know this is going to be a stock that goes over $100 at some point. As you said, it's $12 oh, wow. today. Yeah, that's... that That's strong words to say that you feel feel that much. I'm looking at them. Yeah. Like even today, they opened at $12.35. Yeah. Uh, they ended at $12.94. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what all these... Their market cap is $24.89 billion. Uh, shares outstanding 1.93. So yeah, no, that makes perfect. Look, there you go, Derek. And if Derek, if it works out, then you have to like. I just need, <laughs> I need like, I need a, a kickback. I need 100k. I need 100k yeah. nut off of it, bro. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you're worth like billions, I need 100k nut off of it. You, you know, real, real quicker. There's a, there's a lot of other. I shouldn't say a lot, but there's other data analytics companies that I've paid attention to like Snowflake and all these businesses are well over a hundred. This business is just getting started. And yeah, he, it's a little contrarian and not everybody loves Alex because he, he just says it how it is. He doesn't make people's feelings feel better on conference calls, which (laughs) there's CEOs that do that. They want to say things to make. And he's like, this is what we're doing. And if you like it, great. If not, and I like that because that's strong conviction on what your business is doing and you're not hiding anything. Well, that's, that's it right there. He's not hiding nothing. And you kind of mentioned it right there. I still, I haven't talked to the gentleman in years. I I hope he's still doing well, but one of the first financial people I ever knew, um, he was originally, his father was a Sikh. His mother was a English nurse during the second Mm -hmm. world war. And he and his mother was Jewish, so he was Jewish. He would not, he knew every company that was a Nazi supporter and would not 
not Bank of America? Yep. Oh, no. Oh, no. Like, if you were like mm. Bank of America, he'd be like, oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, John has a question for you. I want to see if you want to answer that. So he says, after the 14-day trial, uh, how much is ticket? We got two options. So I, I, I think it's uh, $19 a month and then 29 Of course, if you go with a yearly plan, it's I think we give a 40% discount. Oh, wow. 40%? Now, that yeah. kind of gets into something you and I were talking about. Do you want yeah. to talk about that now? Do we sure. want to put that out? Go for it. Yeah. So uh, how long how long is the code good for? What are we going to say? We, we've got a, a free code I'm going to give away. It's for life. So you'll never have to subscribe to the platform. Holy shit. Ever. So it's a life code? Lifetime like, code? I didn't realize it was a life code. I thought it would be like for a, a month year, or two. A year? No. Like a no. year, like a life code. This All is right. for life. Yeah. All right. So we're going to, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put this. How do we want to... God, Sean, you messed me up here. I was thinking like, <laughs> I was thinking like, ah, it'd be code for it's like a It's too month. good of a deal. Like, Pull back. Like, holy shit, I'm keeping it for myself. Sure. No one gets the deal but me. But okay. So let's throw this out there. So whoever tweets, we'll, we'll do, we'll give it a week. I think a lifetime, that's huge. Sure. Yeah. Let's give it a week. So whoever tweets, you got to, you got to tag at the above the bar podcast and at Sean Tepper and that's T E P P E R. You got to tag both of us. And then when you put it out there, you got to say, what did we say? The hashtag was going to be, it was a uh, hashtag bar support, invest support in the bar. your local. Yeah. Support your local bar. Yeah. Is that that, I like that even better. Yeah, hashtag yeah. support your local bar. If you put that in there and you put that on there, whoever gets the most retweets of that tweet, uh, Sean After or I, one of us will reach out to you. We'll, fig- <laughs> we'll figure out which one, because both of us will see it at that point. <laughs> yes. We, we will reach out to you, whoever's got the most mm-hmm. retweets of that, and Sean, Sean or I will contact you. You're going to get a free code for lifetime access to ticker.com, T-Y-K-R. But, but the other side to it is is 40% discount. Dude, that's huge. So if you figure at nineteen ninety nine, mm-hmm. so you're talking over twelve months at, at twenty dollars a month, that's two forty. So if you're dropping forty percent off of that, so you figure even what? then you're what at what one sixty? One sixty, one seventy, some there. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to do it in for my head a year. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's huge, dude. what yeah and and thank you for that what what we're trying to do is democratize investing make it super approachable make it easy for everyone and nobody's doing that or or how we feel they should do it is you got to make it more approachable there's screeners out there we know of i'll list them right now and you guys can check them out like we say good things about simply wall street they're based out of australia but their logo is a bull in a suit and tie so they only serve the male audience and with Ticker, this is one thing we're keen on with our marketing. And Allie, you'd probably appreciate this is we need to serve the female audience. We got to lean into that. There's a lot of women who are getting a lot more involved with the finances of the family and a lot more in investing. There's a platform out there called LVEST, which we're kind of taking inspiration from their onboarding. They they primarily serve women. But anyway, it's like there's a lot of people missing the mark. Like you got to make it super easy for everybody. You got to serve men and women. So absolutely. And I love that, you know, for how long I think you and I are probably in the same roundabout age group. Based mm-hmm. on when you said your parents got you in the seventies rock. I was like, yeah, that's okay. right. 
we're in the same age group. As soon as you said that, <laughs> I was like, all right, I know. I mean, if I yelled at my my Google right now, you'd be like, I know that song. Uh, but Raise them right. you know, grow, growing up, moms were who managed the household. Homemakers, um, yes. I heard a great one the other day talking about investment, just kind of sidebar. The rapper 50 Cent was talking, and he said that his grandfather used to always give his paycheck to his grandmother who didn't work, but she took care of the house. And they said, he said, I didn't understand why, why are you giving her your money? And it was, she knows what I make. She manages the house. I'll go mm-hmm. to work. And, and many women have done that for so long. A, a platform like this is just amazing. I, I love it. Yeah. I mean, this is great. John's over here. I need a referral code. LOL. I know nothing about tween. <laughs> Tweet, oh, tweeting, 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 <laughs> and John spelled tweeting T W E E T E N. Yes, John, go see Jimmy Nemeth or go see uh Keith Bourbon or not Keith Bourbon, uh Keith DeRozier. They'll teach you how to do it. I promise you, one of those two know how to do it. And there'll be angry tweets if it comes from DeRozier, but who gives a shit? <laughs> that guy's the angriest person I know. Uh, he's the only guy I know. Like you never heard the saying when people, and I don't care. Somebody at the railroad will tell him I said this. You ever re- ran into somebody who's like, people say like, if that guy won the lottery, he would complain. He had to pay the taxes. <laughs> had to pay. Yes. That's this guy. Like this yeah. is that guy that would be like, yes, I won the damn lottery. Freaking government. Uh, I gotta pay him all this. Give Dude, you got $140 million. Yeah. Yeah. But I could yeah. be 200 million. You still got 140. Yeah. But that damn right. government. Yeah, He's that guy. So, um, now you got your podcast also though. So mm-hmm. how often th- does your podcast go out? I try to release uh, one or two episodes a week and and I'll give a quick layout here. We Please. try to inter- interview people who are either entrepreneurs or investors to hear how they created their business or they, how they got started with investing. The investing side is glo- growing show, uh, slow but sure. We're trying to bring on new people all the time. But um, yeah, so if there's anybody on the call here, please reach out. If you're just getting started with investing or did start, you can share how you got started, how you invested your first dollar, you know, what stocks you bought, stuff like that would be a lot of fun to hear. But yeah, I always like hearing from entrepreneurs. How did you build your business? You know, our, our audience loves hearing stories like that. So payback time. I yeah, people, I got some people I got to introduce you to. That'd be awesome. Yeah. We'll, we'll do we'll, we'll we'll share guests. That's the best part about podcasting. You start Absolutely. sharing guests. Yeah. Yeah. Why does you'll have to tell me Nathan why he needs to talk talk to you? It's because Nathan needs money. Nathan just needs money. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a bad wrestling habit. He's b- very big into wrestling. He's got a bad wrestling habit. He needs money. We but, we uh, talk in WWE. Oh God, bro, you, well, you're out in out in Wisconsin. We'll have to get you out here. If you get a wild hair up up your backside, come out here to Albany. The International Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame is in Albany, New York. Okay. And uh, it started last year. They're inside of now. It's called the MVP Arena. It used to be called the Times Union Center. The name mm-hmm. changed shit, but mm-hmm. uh, it's inside of there. And in August, we'll be there in August. But they actually have the uh, Hall of Fame inductions. And Tito Santana is going to be there this year. Okay, a bunch of other people. Uh, Hands of Stone. Ronnie Garvin was there last year. I don't know if you remember Ronnie Garvin, but. Mm-hmm. Like that dude, he was the best because Ronnie Garvin had like, he just punched dudes. Like he didn't really <laughs> punch dudes. Like he was just this guy went out there like, looked sure. like looked like the average like steel worker and just punched dudes. 
Oh, yeah. Well, Nathan's great about this. We'll talk about this. Nathan's great about booking guests. He has his own podcast. Okay, cool. But uh, so kind of we're going to get ready to close close some of this up and get everything ready to uh, so that you can finish your bourbon. I'll finish my bourbon. We'll talk a little <laughs> bit afterwards. So sure. um, we've got ticker.com, T-Y-K-R.com. You have your your show, Payback. It's Payback Time, yeah. right? Payback Time, yep. Payback Time. And they, and they can find that on all the major platforms. Yeah, we're on uh, LinkedIn, tw- uh, I think on Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Okay. So we'll look up payback time. Everybody go give give that a follow. Go ready to go subscribe to ticker.com and get, get that going. Mm-hmm. Um, any piece of advice, like like a strong piece of advice, if somebody was out there going like, I got $100, I, or, mm-hmm. or even better yet, I can afford $20 a month. What would you tell that person? Hey, that's, that, that's, that's really that's, the new guy that, that is exactly, you nailed it on the head and it's, it's not about how much you can invest. It's about building confidence. So that's what we tell people is try to get in, invest your first hundred dollars to a thousand dollars and just start learning, using ticker, getting more comfortable. And every month we do tell people when your confidence starts increases is start allocating money. Like what I do is I set up an automated payment from my bank account to my broker every month, kind of like I have to pay my mortgage or I have to pay my cell phone bill. That money automatically goes over to your broker account. In my case, it's TD Ameritrade. Um, You get to that point. That's a great place to be. And you can get there relatively quick. But first things first, just get confident. Put your first hundred dollars on. That's it. That's it. And for me, I will, my, my big piece of advice is don't wait on it. Diversify. No. No. Look at anything you do. That's a nicety. You know, if you think about how many streaming services you have, if you think about if you're, <laughs> yes. if, if, yes. if you, if you're like Sean, the, the two Sean, the Sean and Sean show right now, um, mm-hmm. scene and Shawan, um, if, <laughs> yeah. if you're like us, you know, and you enjoy bourbon, well, you know, what does that one bottle cost you? And you really think about those things. Would you like to have that? Or would you like to have in two or three years, three grand mm-hmm. off of that? That mm-hmm. one bottle could be three grand. I mean, right. there's so much this I, I was mentioning in the pre-show on Instagram. I remember when the stock market hit 10,000. I remember that because it was such a big deal. Oh, my God, the stock market is at 10,000. It was at 34,000 points today. Mm. Like, like I graduated from high school in 94 and that was right around when it hit 10,000 to think that today it was at 34,000. So if you don't think that your stock market is, is a good investment or you're going to get a return wealthy, super wealthy people put their money there, folks, they don't lose. Mm. They won't lose. You're not playing at their level, but you will get your money back. The, and I got to add to that, that you nailed it is there are most people in the world building their wealth is through the stock market. The one mistake that people make is they want to enter the market, but also think about exiting. And that's not what you want to think about, because I will say this, every pullback in the market, whether it's the dot-com bubble or the 2008 recession or COVID, they're always shorter than we think. They're always shorter. So when the market goes down, remember this, it's always going to recover faster than you think. The media 
the news, everybody will say differently. They're like, this is going to sustain until the end of time. That's never true. You, you hold and you have the discipline, like everybody out there who's a uh, multi-billionaire is they're buying and they're holding and they ride that ro roller coaster out. Let it go down because guess what? It's going to go right back up. Absolutely. I had a teacher that told me that. I had a teacher in high school that told me, like, mm -hmm. just hold on. And John, John's been riding with it. Everyone should look at Roth. setting up a, a yes. Roth RA. I have, I have one. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny you say that, John, and, and we're going to get ready uh, to, to close up the bar here in a minute. But mm -hmm. even my even my wealth manager, we talked when I moved my 401k from when I was in the railroad, and we moved it over. He was like, we really need to put this into a Roth. I had it in a, in a traditional 401k, which is tax when you pull the money out. Right. He was like, you need to put it in a Roth and start investing in that. I'm like, explain it. He's like. When are your taxes going to be lower today mm -hmm. or in 20 years? Well, well, obviously today, you know, uncle Sam is going to keep robbing me as much as he can. Right. And he's like, that's why you put your money there. So even, even then we we've slowly, but surely been trying to transfer that money over a little at a time so that we can uh, get it into the Roth. But I'm cautious because the minute you transfer it, whatever you've got in there, turns right. into oh that was income you made this year mm -hmm. let me get my cut oh, no. Oh, right. no 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 so, i know we're we're wrapping up here i i yeah. have my own td ameritrade account where i keep most of my funds and i have a roth ira as well the you know as most of you guys know or some of you may know is you, you can only max it out like i'm going into that i think it's what 6k a year 500 bucks a yep. month Yep. So I'm, I'm maxing that out. Same strategy, buying great businesses. Right. But like I said, I'm paying taxes now because my tax bracket way down the road will be probably a lot higher. And Uncle Sam's going to be your cut. Yeah. Yeah. So, Uncle Sam's there. Yeah. Nate, we didn't, we didn't get into food. Sean and I probably could have got into food. Uh, we always end up talking about food. We did like talk a good about steak. Bourbon, oh God. My wife and I went to a place in North Adams, mass, like the most remote, ridiculous, like, you would never probably got imagine seafood it too, I, bro. I grew up in Baltimore. We could talk seafood all day long, mm. but we're in North at like North Adams mass is in the mountains. Like this is not, this isn't Massachusetts. Like this is part it's of the, Appalachian the, Trail. the ocean. Oh, no. Okay. And we got a, I got a prime rib that I bet you was a good inch and a half thick. Like it was monstrous. It was so, now we're like, talking. it was, it was good enough that my wife and I were, I was like, yeah, we need to go back. And she just got cauliflower. Cause it, she wasn't hungry. She was like, ah, I'll get an appetizer. She got Parmesan, garlic, butter, Parmesan, cauliflower. That was that wasn't that rice BS. It was like real cauliflower. Sure. And I tasted it. I was like, this is amazing. Even my even my prime rib. Normally prime rib comes with a horseradish yes. sauce. Hey, there we go. This came with a you know, like you get the in the Italian restaurants, you get the balsamic and mm -hmm. the vinaigrette. It came with a sauce like that to dip mm. which was so different i was like this is mind-boggling this is ridiculous now we're there you go nathan we talk food for a minute <laughs> so real quick there. we snuck it in there so real quick folks as we're getting ready to close up and i'm going to put this link uh you'll have the ticker.com will be a link inside the the show profile um all the places you can find us one of the other things we've got going on and i need everyone to share this so everyone gets to see this is we've got the big giveaway going on so we've got an album from punk is a door now going on 
We've got they're giving us a drumstick and and, and yeah, it's a button, but I like it. I like buttons. I'm a button guy. Uh, we've got that. We've got two original pieces of sketch art that came from DCD Collect, which we've got at the end of the month. Drew's coming back on. We're going to talk about what the hot collectibles are. That's another investment. I love collectibles as an investment. You want to talk about a roller coaster ride? There's one that you've never mm. like. That's a whole nother roller coaster <laughs> ride. But Drew's coming on, and we got two original pieces of sketch art. Uh, Chris Hedberg, season seven, Forge and Fire champion, uh, made us a bottle opener that's a dragon with a beard for the bottle opener because you got to have a beard. And uh, the the wild Sean, the wild thing is, is um, here. Hold on one second. I got to because it's right next to me, so I might as well sure. grab it. Let me grab sure. it. This is the part of this thing that blows my mind. Is he? I asked him. I was like, "Where did this thing come from?" And it was originally a piece of square stock metal, just piece of like bar mm-hmm. square stock. And it's hard to tell. I don't know if you can see it. There you I go. can see. see. Yep. Those are all scales on it that he hand forged in the scales. That's incredible. And then you got the face. That is impressive. Like, wow. My man is a is a champion. And then it's got the tail, and the tail has uh, move it over here. The tail has feathering in it that you can kind of see in the screen here. I can for those see of you, that. Yep. For those of you that aren't aren't are going to listen to the audio, you got to go see the pictures on our Instagram, our Facebook pages. These are giveaways. They're free. I'm giving them That's away. That's cool. Um, and then the last thing is we had Eli the B guy on, and uh, we still got all the B T shirts on T Public. Those B T shirts. You buy a T shirt. Whatever I make off the B the B T shirts, I'm giving those away. I'm giving that money to a B charity to save the bees. But uh, whoever wins this this giveaway, we've got the Italian. Did you know there's an Italian bee? This blew my mind. This is if I can figure out how to get this thing open here. Your uh, mic is yeah. There my we mic go. is in the way. Let's do this. Yep. There you go. Uh, we'll go this way. <laughs> save the bees save it a bees save it a bee you gotta you gotta put the finger out there save it a, my daughter save, drew the, save it a bees my daughter did the did the drawing so that the bees little mandible i guess is that what the, i don't know mandibles yeah sounds it, right it looks looks like like it's pinching its fingers but that's going to be on there also so make sure you you put your name in you you subscribe to all the spots that you can so that you get an opportunity to win and you share that thing around now, as I told you before, we started here, Sean. Do not log off. We got to get ready here. Uh, is that a if you want it to be a Christmas present, Nate? It could be a Christmas present. That's up to you. You got to make sure you go and subscribe. Uh, before we get ready here to, to close up the bar for the night, as we always do on every show, the guest gets the last word. So, what is the last word for tonight, Sean? Uh, start simple. Join ticker tykr.com. No pressure, of course, 14-day free trial. But, yeah, start with 100 bucks. Start small. Start simple. All righty, folks. Be sure to push your stool in. This has been an Earplug Podcast presentation. Found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.